welcome to Walk in the Truth podcast. Have you ever looked back in time and considered how certain defining moments have shaped your life and future? Today, John Metter, lead pastor of Cross City Church, looks at the importance of defining moments and how we can recognize what God is saying through them. Man, I'm telling you, there's nothing more fun than watching that. Would you go ahead and be seated for just a moment? So this will be the wettest I've ever preached in, I'll tell you right now. It's kind of wet. And uh, so you just have to forgive the wetness, but that's really cool water right there. I mean, it's warm, but it's cool at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Because it is the water into which people are baptized. It's the water where they profess Christ. That's always so powerful. The very powerful moment that we have today. So I want to talk to you about a baptism for just a few moments, and I want to be able to explain everything that you've just seen. I want to also challenge you and your understanding of baptism. I want you to take this very personal. And here's why I want you to take it personal. The act of baptism is a personal kind of statement that nobody can make for you. And if you've never made it, you miss the opportunity of walking in the obedience of what God calls you to do after salvation, okay? So if you have your Bibles, open them up, and I'm going to bring the shortest message, and I, I know I've made that threat several times and never fully delivered on it, but this will be a short message out of Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 35, and an example that we read about all the time, and that is the name of the people in this, in this passage, Philip, who meets an Ethiopian eunuch. He talks to him about Jesus. Now, this this encounter happens in a desert road that the Holy Spirit has led Philip on the south of an area called Gaza. So there's nobody there except Philip who crosses paths with the Ethiopian eunuch. And now by the time you read this story, you know there's nothing coincidental about this meeting. God has orchestrated, ordained for this meeting to take place. So Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? This man's been reading off a scroll and the Old Testament prophet Isaiah and the man says, how can I understand if, if nobody explains to me what it, what it is? Verse 35 picks up the whole text. It says, Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. And as they went along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. You say, Pastor, why do you keep coming back to this text? Why do we hear about it pretty frequently? And, and there's a number of reasons for that. Number one, it, it's very early in the church life. Number two, it's very personal for this Ethiopian unit. Number three, there's all kinds of supernatural things happening in Acts chapter eight. I mean, God just brings this witness to this man who's been reading about Isaiah and he learns about Jesus. And because baptism was so important to what Philip said, put your faith in Christ, be willing to be baptized as a public testimony of your faith then the Ethiopian eunuch wanted to be baptized. Now we have two ordinances in the church. In the New Testament church, there are two. In communion, we proclaim his death, Christ's death. We talk about the bread being the body and the, the juice being the blood of Jesus. But in baptism, we proclaim his life. 
The phrase every time is buried with Christ in baptism into death, raised to walk in what? In newness of life. So we're proclaiming his life. What we're saying is there's life after Jesus that's very different from life before Jesus. And it's not just eternal life. It is the life he promises, abundant life. And so this baptism represents all that. So let's talk about the who and the when and the what and the where and the why of baptism today. First of all, the who of baptism, verse 37, he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So as Philip was preaching, he made it very clear that what the Ethiopian eunuch thought about Jesus Christ was incredibly important. And when he came to the point of understanding that he was the Son of God, then he also had to have shared with him that that public way to proclaim that is through baptism. And so he baptized him right there on the spot. Now that's very consistent with Peter's message at Pentecost in Acts chapter two, verse 37 and 38. That same day, 3,000 people were baptized. So it's really, really something that happens close to our salvation or it should be as close to our salvation as possible. But the who of baptism is those who have put their faith and trust and confidence in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Baptism doesn't save us. Baptism proclaims that we trust Jesus. So that's the who of baptism. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, you fit the bill of the who of baptism. Number two is the when of baptism. The Bible says in verse 38, he ordered the chariot to stop and he baptized him. Now, if I'm going through a desert, I don't want to stop unnecessarily, but this baptism was pretty important. So he stopped. The biblical practice for baptism is immediately upon conversion. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, that's what happened. They came to faith in Jesus and they immediately baptized them. So we baptize the person as soon after they profess Christ as we possibly can. When they know beyond doubt that's true and when we can make all the arrangements or family comes in, whatever it might be, we make those arrangements to baptize people as soon as possible. Now I know there are some out there that say, but what about those that have come from a really rough background? How do we know that we're sure that they're ready to be baptized? And I look at the Apostle Paul, uh, a religious terrorist before he came to faith in Christ, killing people, right? That's pretty bad on anybody's scale. But when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, the scripture says that he was to be baptized immediately. In fact, in Acts chapter 22 and uh, verse 12, it says, why are you delaying? Be baptized now in the name of Jesus. Okay, all right. If Paul's a religious terrorist and he doesn't have to wait a six week time period to make sure he's serious about this, then I think it's fine for people who put their faith and trust in Jesus immediately after that salvation experience. We don't need to delay. We just need to define very clearly, who are you trusting? Who have you put your faith in? And if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, then it's time to be baptized. That's the win of baptism. You know, I, uh, I wear on my hand every, every day a ring that I received at my marriage ceremony. My father actually did the ceremony. He's a pastor, or was a pastor. And uh, so my wife and I did the vows and we were up there at the front and, and I put the ring on my wife's finger and then she put the ring on my finger. What if I'd said, wait a minute, I'm gonna wait about six to 10 weeks before I wear that ring to make sure that this thing's gonna work out okay. Now, obviously I didn't do that. I was making a commitment to my wife at that moment. I wanted to wear that ring from day one. And that, that ring is the public 
profession, if someone didn't see my wife standing next to me, a public profession, I'm a married man to my wife, and baptism is that public profession that you're married to Christ. You've put your faith and trust in Him. And so I want to do that as soon as I put my faith and trust in Him. That's the win. Now, the what of baptism in the verses that we read, verse 38, he baptized him. The, the, the what of baptism is by immersion. The word baptism is an exact transliteration. Baptize is baptizo. And the word means to dip repeatedly, to immerse or submerge. That's why we baptize people the way we do. Listen, it'd be more convenient just to sprinkle them as they walk by. More convenient just to pour water over them. That'd be super simple, but that's not symbolizing anything that baptism is supposed to symbolize. Baptism is supposed to symbolize death to an old way of life and a brand new life coming up out of that grave. And that's why we baptize the way we do. The word baptism or baptizo actually is in a recipe in ancient Greek. And uh, in that Greek language, they use that word to describe a cucumber that was submerged or immersed in simmering vinegar and it came out something different. What did it come out as? A pickle. How many of you know that that's the way you make a pickle? Some of you in the room know that. But every time you eat a pickle, you just keep in mind that it's been baptizoed in vinegar. <laughs> that's a good reminder for you. So the symbolism of baptism is that we are buried with Christ and raised to walk in newness of life and the fact that it's by immersion meant that everywhere in Scripture where people were baptized, they had to find much water. They had to go to a place where there was enough water to do that. You see that in the baptism of Jesus. Mark chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. John chapter 3, verse 23. Jesus went to John who was in the river Jordan. They were both in the water. They both went down under the water. Jesus did. He come back up out of the water. All that phraseology is in the words in Mark and in the book of John. It's not convenient, but it's a powerful confession that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Years ago, there was a young lady in a church I pastored in Oklahoma, and she had spinal muscular atrophy. And once she put her faith and trust in Jesus, it wasn't going to be easy for her to be baptized. By then, she was a young girl in a wheelchair. I baptized her. I think she was at the age of 16. In fact, she may be even watching today because we still sometimes uh, correspond. And she does watch our services sometimes. When Kimberly was baptized, it wasn't simple. It wasn't easy. It would have been so much easier just to sprinkle her with water. But no, Kimberly wanted to follow what the scripture said. And so we got her in that baptistry. We baptized her. You've never heard such a celebration as when she came up out of that water. Because everybody knew, this is not convenient for you. This is not easy for you. But you just wanted to obey Jesus. And she did. So the water baptism is something that we do no matter how inconvenient it is because of the power of this testimony. Then the where of baptism. The Bible says in verse 36, as they went along the road, they came to some water. So this Ethiopian man was baptized in the desert in a place where there was much water in the desert. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. In the New Testament, people were baptized in rivers, streams, and ponds. Churches began building baptistries after they built churches. And my point is that baptism is not a religious act. It's not a religious act. It's not something that just happens in churches. And when someone is baptized, it's not a religious act just because it's in a church. It is a public profession of faith in Jesus wherever it's done. That's so important. 
Because we're really talking about Jesus. Now, I've baptized in churches. I've baptized in truck stops. I've baptized in cool mountain streams at church camps and in swimming pools. I've even baptized in the Jordan River. I, John the Baptist, have done that before. <laughs> but the always best, greatest thrill is the next one that gets baptized, no matter where. Because I know they're taking a courageous stand to identify with Christ. Then the why of baptism. The Bible says the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. He had done something significant in his life because it was a public profession. Basically, he said, I belong to Christ now. I belong to Christ. I don't belong to anybody else. Secondly, it's an act of obedience. It says, I will follow him. And thirdly, it is an unmistakable picture of the gospel. I will proclaim him. Now, now listen, at baptism we believe, and in baptism we walk with God in obedience. In salvation, I, I mean, we believe. Let me say it again. In salvation we believe, but in baptism we walk with God in obedience. We follow him. And that's why this Ethiopian eunuch had great joy. He said, I will follow Christ. I believe in him, I will follow him, and I will obey him. I will proclaim him it's part of what baptism says as well. I'm going to proclaim Jesus everywhere because I'm willing to do it here. Now, you've seen the baptisms today. When I baptize people, I say these words to them. Because of the public profession of your faith in Jesus Christ our Lord, in obedience to his command, and then I'll put my hand on the back of their neck and I'll hold their arms with the other hand, buried with Christ in baptism and to death, raised to walk in newness of life. Romans 6.4 is something that we've shown you today. And that basically is a simple translation of what I've just said. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. And friends, that's what we appeal to you to do today. There are those who have already been baptized and they're doing that. And you've seen the gospel preached every time. And that's why it must be on the forefront. That's why we like to baptize people because it shares the gospel over and over again. It reminds us over and over again that being buried with Christ is powerful enough to wash away our sins and being raised with Christ is powerful enough to give us new life. And my piercing question to you today is, have you done this? Have you done this? Now, some of you are here today and you may say, you know, at some point in my life, I decided to follow Jesus and, and I know beyond doubt that I followed Jesus and put my trust and faith in him and I can see in my life that I am a follower of Christ today because of fruit, because you're thinking differently, you're living differently. But if you've never been baptized, there's a step of obedience that you do not want to omit or miss. I, I firmly believe that when we take that step of baptism, God blesses us in even greater ways in our walk with him. So if you put your faith in Christ, but you've never been baptized, why would you not want to do it today in front of a group of people that will applaud and cheer you on and pray for you all the way through it? That's number one. But number two, maybe today you, you realize you've never had the opportunity or never taken the opportunity to actually trust Christ. The fact that he died on the cross and paid for our sins by doing that. The fact that he offers the gift of eternal life and forgiveness to all those who have put their faith and trust in him. Had you've never heard that before or you've never trusted that before, 
and given your life to Jesus, maybe today that's the decision you need to make. But one of those two decisions can be made right now. I'm going to walk the room. That means I'm going to get off the stage and I'm going to walk through the building. And if you need to make one of those two decisions today, here's what will happen. I'm going to ask that you stand up and follow me through the room. If someone stands up today, if many someone stand up today to follow me, there will be much applause. We will rejoice. We'll be praying for you the whole walk. I'll walk around the room. We'll gather here at the front, and then I will pray with you. And as I pray with you, afterwards, I'll send you over to this corner of the building, and we'll prepare as the congregation's worships for you to be baptized after you talk to someone about that decision. We will not baptize you quickly. We don't rush this thing. We make sure that you know the decision you're making is accurate and right and clear. We want it to be crystal clear. Are we clear? We want to be clear. I'm going to walk through the room. Have the courage, if you will, to stand with me and to follow Christ. For some reason, I always walk this way first. It's been such a blessing over the years to walk through this room. And I always say this, if nobody stands and comes with me, it's fine. Because the bottom line is, I believe I'm being obedient to the Lord by making this walk and by inviting people to come. So Jesus would not ask anyone to follow him without personally walking with him. I would not ask you to make a decision without me personally walking with you. So if I walk by and it's time for you to make a decision, you stand up right now, I'll walk kind of slow. And uh, if it's you that needs to make the decision, you go right ahead and stand up and follow me. And I promise a celebration when anybody's ready to do that. Don't want to miss anybody. Is that young lady coming my way? Are you coming my way? Wow. Now, not all of you can see this young lady, but she's got as much courage as anybody in the room. All right. All right, how about, how about anybody in this section? You want to come with me? You want to follow Christ and this young lady? and professing Christ and following Him in believer's baptism. If you want to do that, you can get up right now and follow me. As you can tell, people will celebrate. We'll be excited about it. Don't let me walk by without you responding personally, if that's what you need to do. Anybody else? Anybody in this section here? We're going, you're, going, you're going to have the longest walk because you started first with me. <laughs> so we're going to walk back this way. Anybody want to come? and walk with us today as we ask people to follow Jesus. We're gonna get a counselor to go right with us here. Thank you so much. All right, we're gonna walk back this way. Stay with me here. Not too fast yet. Anybody here? Take the time to think through the decision I'm asking you to make. Somebody coming? Come on. Hi, so glad you're here. Come with me. All right, not too fast now. We want to give everybody an opportunity. Sometimes I walk fast and run fast, but not on this day. I don't do it on this day. All right, anybody in this section here? It's never too late for you to stand up and come. How about anybody on this side or the other? People are praying for you right now, by the way. Those that have been in these services before know it's an important time where the Holy Spirit is working in people's hearts. And we want you to respond if that's what's going on. Are you coming? God bless you. So glad you're here. Stay right here for just a second. How about anybody in this section? I'll be back around in a second, but think through it, okay? Now we're going to be in this section right here. Y'all come on down here. Anybody on either side here that wants to follow Christ or follow the Lord in believer's baptism? We'll just wait. 
We're determined to wait for you to be here. We're determined to be present for you and make this decision. Anybody else, would you come? In this section? There's a man. Come on, sir. Good courage. Thank you so much. All right, we're gonna keep walking, okay? I'm gonna keep you with me. Come on, don't, don't leave us. There's gonna be a gentleman come and stand alongside you right now. All right, we're coming back this way now. Anyone comes, you're gonna walk with me. We're gonna help you with the decision. We're gonna counsel you through it. We're gonna make sure you know what you're doing today. Anybody else is gonna stand and come? All right, how about this group right here? You knew I'd be this way, didn't you? You've been thinking about it. There's somebody over here. Okay, she's trying. Whichever side you want to go on, y'all let her out. Amen. Let's celebrate it. Celebrate it. Help her over here, Elizabeth. That's great. So glad that you came to make this decision today. So glad. All right, we're going to keep walking. All right, we have the section right here. Anybody that wants to stand and follow Christ, do it now. We're here. Anybody else? Come on. So glad that you've done this. Amen. Stick right with me here. All right, anybody else here? We're going to move up into this section. Are you coming with us? Come on. Come on, look at this young lady. So glad you're making this decision. Come on. All right. Anybody else up here? Are you coming, sir? Praise the Lord. Come on, man. He gave me the biggest handshake in the world right here. <laughs> All right, anybody here in this section? We're going to make our way through this section right here. And again, just let the Holy Spirit move you. You know this decision needs to be made. You're willing to make it today. We're willing to help you today. Everybody in this room is eager to see what God may do in your life. How about anybody in this section or this one right here before we head to the front? Anybody at all? All right. All right, this section now. If this is the decision that any of you need to make today, stand up and join the rest of us as we make our way to the front right now. Anybody here? Anybody here need to make a decision? We won't belabor it, but it's never too late. Never too late. I've seen people walk from the other side of the room. They've watched the whole process and then actually... One year, someone ran across the room, and that's very appropriate to run in church when it comes to that, right? Anybody here? All right, come up here. We have a young man coming? Elijah, coming? All right, come on. Y'all come up here. <laughs> All right, come up here. Listen, let's give him a hand as you do that. I'm so thankful. This gentleman here, when I ask him, are you doing this? He goes, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Amen, come on, come on. You okay? We want you here, we want you here. I'm getting ready to pray for them, but if you need to come today, would you just get up and come right now? Don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. Are you coming? Come on. Hey, glad you're here. Glad you're here. Hey, glad you're here. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. Are you coming, sir? You coming up here? All right, all right. 
You're in the right place. You're in the right place right here. <laughs> with Dad, come on, man. That's a great decision to make with your father. That's an awesome thing. Okay. <laughs> come right here. All right. In just a moment, I'm gonna have a word of prayer with them. We're going to, we're gonna have them go this way. Jack Terrell will lead them that way. Get plenty of conversation in. We're gonna to worship together because we have a lot to celebrate. Wouldn't you agree? It's always a time to celebrate. But it's not too late for those that haven't decided to do it, but believe they need to do it today. You shouldn't do it because somebody else is up here. You should do it because you feel that Christ is calling you to do it. Are you coming, sir? Come on, he's coming. You just keep on coming. Come over here. There you go. Now, when I get through with my prayer, they're gonna leave them that way. And if you feel like that the opportunity's been given and you did not take advantage of that, instead of looking for me, just look for that door. We're gonna leave it open. We're gonna leave the porch light on for you. And when you walk through that door, somebody will meet you and say, we're so glad you've come. And you'll get the same counseling that they do. And we'll be preparing to baptize you if that's the decision you're making today. All right, it's never too late. It's always time to follow Jesus. Can we pray? Let's bow together, let's bow together. Father, I wanna thank you so, so much for these that have responded today by faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, today I know some of them have already given their lives to you and now are following in baptism. Some of them today are giving their lives to you for the first time. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will make it clear in their hearts and in their lives what the decision is and what it means to follow you in baptism afterwards. So Father, thank you so much. I pray that you'll continue to work in a powerful way as we, your people, shout and rejoice and worship you because you're worthy of all these things. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. 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 Stand up and let's worship the Lord.